welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Tristat, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer, for this, the third Sunday after Epiphany. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinager, and the acolytes are Kai Brown and Drew Creed. Radio broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. These broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Be with you all here in the Lord's house once again on uh, finally uh, a Sunday morning where it's not bitter cold or pouring out rain or something. Finally. Good. Okay. 
Uh, why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. And members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them. All right, so as you're finding your seats, uh, we'll just begin with a couple of announcements. Actually, we have several announcements, so you may want to get comfortable, take out a notepad maybe, take some notes, I don't know. Um, First of all, the Ladies' Aid will have a mission workday tomorrow, that is Monday, January 22nd, beginning at 9 a.m., that's for the Ladies' Aid Mission Workday. Bring a covered dish for lunch. Everyone is invited to come and spend some time tacking quilts together. So that is tomorrow at 9 a.m. Next, your contribution statements are in your mailbox. Please check for any changes that may need to be made and alert June in the office. The next one, our school still has a few needs for the lunch program. Uh, Check out the trees uh, on the tree in the narthex. Is the tree back there still? Oh, the tree is down. Okay. So if you want to give to the school lunch program, you can still do that. You don't need a tree to do that. Uh, The schedule, let's see, there is a schedule change. So last week I got the date wrong. Darren says uh, that he is going to take credit for it, so I'll just let him. Um, uh, Forgetting the time wrong on the voters meeting. So the correct time is January the 28th, that's next Sunday, at 12.30 in the fellowship hall. Pizza will be provided. Please bring chips, vegetables, pasta, or dessert. There's that word again, dessert. A free will offering will be collected to cover the cost of the pizza, and any money remaining will be donated to the home fund. So the uh, quarterly voters meeting is uh, next Sunday, January 28th at 12.30 in the fellowship hall. Uh, Let's see, and then your contribution envelopes for 2018 are in the narthex. Please pick them up. Uh, please do not use last year's envelopes as the numbers have changed. And then uh, in the adult Bible class, we are continuing on through our new study in the book of Revelation. We just finished with uh, the second lesson this morning. I have put both last week's lesson and this morning's lesson, the handouts that we've been using, I, put, ha- I have put both of those in the back on the table uh, right next to the contribution envelopes that are left over. If you would like to pick one of those up uh, to look at it uh, and to perhaps use during your devotional time also to join us uh, on Sunday mornings, please see those in the back. I think that is all of the announcements that I have and was given. 
Let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this beautiful and glorious morning that you have given to us. We thank you, Lord, uh, Lord, that we are called here by your Holy Spirit, not by accident or chance, but Lord, it is your gospel, your good news, which we so need to hear each and every week, each and every day. Uh, and we thank you, Lord, that you have called us here to hear that and to be served by you through your word, Lord, and through your sacrament. And now, Lord, we ask, as we do each and every Sunday, that you would give us a zeal. Make us zealous, Lord, for this house of worship here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We open with our first hymn, which is number 411, I Want to Walk as a Child of the Light, number 411.
Please stand. We make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O oh, Almighty God, merciful Father, poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment but I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. From the rising of the sun to its setting. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heavens. He raises the poor from the dust, and lifts the needy from the ash heap, to make them sit with princes, with the princes of his people. Glory, glory be, be to, to the, the Father, and, and to, the, to Son, the Son, and to the, and Holy, to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities and stretch forth the hand of your majesty to heal and defend us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our Old Testament reading this morning is Psalm 142. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before him. Before him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who know my way. In the path where I walk, men have hidden a snare for me. Look to my right and see, no one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison, that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. This is the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord, all nations. Exalt him, all peoples. For great is his steadfast love toward us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. We will now have special music provided to us by the Trinity Lutheran School's Lamb's Choir.
Well, guys, thank you very, very much for that wonderful song of hope. That was just wonderful. Uh, if you are a young disciple and have not yet come forward, please do so now for the children's message with Miss Fawn Hansen. Also, bring up your Mighty Mites as well. Saying beautiful. I was so excited. I have some questions for you this morning. Can someone tell me where you go if you get hurt at recess? Harper? Go to the office. Okay. And do you get help in the office? Okay. Get an ice pack? Okay. Can you tell me, can someone tell me where you go if you get sick when you're at home? Regan? Go to the doctor. And then you can get a Band-Aid, too. That's true. You can get a Band-Aid in the office, too. Do you know what to do and where you can go if you're sad? MJ? Where? Go to your room if you're sad. Okay. Anybody else know where, where else you can go if you're sad? Somebody different? Where can you go if you're sad? Your parents or your room. Okay. Bradley, did you want to say something? Okay. All righty. Do you know what you can do um, if you need to learn about forgiveness? Where can you go for that? Okay. Church. Okay. Church. Where else? School. Where else? Praising to God. Where else? The hospital. Okay. Harper? At home? The Bible. Wow. Do you know that you can go to the Bible for those things? Why would we go to the Bible for those things? Harper? To get, to get forgiveness of our sins. Well, whose word is the Bible? Everybody. God's Word, God's Word. And in that Bible, we find out about Jesus, right? And we find out how to get forgiveness of sins. Do you know that you can go to the Bible if you get hurt? Do you know you can go to the Bible if you're sad? Do you know you can go to the Bible if you're mad? But we don't do that, do we? Do we get mad? Are we perfect? No. Sometimes we get mad and we have to go to the Bible. Why do we go to the Bible to learn all those things? Grace? To learn God's Word. He tells us in that Bible all of the things that we need to know, right? He tells us about forgiveness of sins. He tells us what to do if we're hurt, if we're mad. What can we do when we're hurt besides going to the office, besides getting the ice pack? What can you do if you're hurt? You can, Harper? Besides that, what else can you do to connect with God? Makai? Pray. We can pray. And in the Bible, God's word, 
They teach us how to pray. When Jesus came, he taught us to do what? To pray, to be baptized, and then what did he do ultimately for us? The most important thing he did for us. Caitlin? Baptized us and Caitlin? He saved us by doing what? Dying on the cross for our sins. That's exactly right. So, let me see here. One more thing. And someday we get to go somewhere else. And how do we know where we get to go? Harper? We'll go to heaven. Reagan? Someday we'll get to go to heaven, right? Not today, probably, but someday we'll get to go to heaven because our sins will be forgiven. That happens. That happens. Sorry, Betty. And someday we get to go to heaven. So that book that we have in all those pews and all of you that are in first grade and up, and hopefully some of you at home have a Bible, right? So we can go to that Bible, and we can read that Bible, and we can listen to Pastor, and he will tell us about the Bible. We can listen to our teachers. We can listen to our moms and our dads and our grandmas and our grandpas. Right. Go to Grandpa and Grammy. Exactly right. So, so is it important to read our Bibles? To read God's Word? It is important. So I want you to listen today. Pastor's going to talk some more about what we can do. So let's pray. You ready? Dear Jesus. Thank you so much for your word in the Bible that teaches us all the things we need to know. Thank you so much for Jesus. Amen. Our epistle reading this morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 29 through 31. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not, those who mourn as if they did not, those who are happy as if they were not, those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep, those who use the things of the world as if not engrossed in them. For this world, in its present form, is passing away. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. 
Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Will you all pray with me, please? 
Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message this morning is from Psalm 142. I uh, had so much fun preaching on a psalm last week, I thought, hey, let's do it again. So Psalm 142 is the text, and we will be going through that as we go along. So you want to have that in front of you uh, this morning. You and I both have different moments in our lives in which we become speechless. We're not able to put words to certain emotions or to certain events or things that happen in our lives. And these situations, these emotions can really be in a varying degree. They can be the highest of highs. Something has happened in our lives, perhaps the birth of a child or something like that, that we just are speechless with and we can't even put into words what it is that we have experienced. And then, of course, there are those moments in our lives that are the much more sad times, the much more difficult times. And we find ourselves praying to God, calling out to Him because He is our Heavenly Father, because He has commanded us to pray, because He promises to hear us. And we find ourselves calling out to Him, praying to Him. And have you ever wanted to pray to God, but you didn't know what to say? You didn't know the words that you wanted to use. This is one of the many reasons why God gave us the book of Psalms. Because all of these Psalms and all of the writers of these Psalms, they all had experienced a varying degree of emotions, just like you and just like me. We see some of them that are, that are a prayer to the Heavenly Father of such great joy and praise and thank you, God, for what has happened and thank you for what you have done for me. The psalm last week was about that. And then there are some psalms like this one from this morning, Psalm 142, in which we call out to God. We ask Him for help. And the psalmist gives us words that perhaps we can use when we don't have the words that we want to say. Psalm 142 is a psalm in which David is praying to the Lord for relief, help, and comfort amidst all of the sufferings in his life that he is facing. Martin Luther once wrote a devotional writing about this psalm whereby he tells the reader that when you find yourselves in situations of great suffering and trial and temptation, to not rely on yourself, to not rely on things that are on the outside, but rather rely on God. For it is in God that we will find comfort and relief when we are faced with the sorrows and pain that this life gives. Firstly, he tells the reader this. He says, such a person must by no means rely on himself, nor must he be guided by his own feelings, 
Rather, he must lay hold of the words offered to him in God's name, cling to them, place his trust in them, and direct all thoughts and feelings of his heart to them. It harkens back to the time when Jesus was being tempted by Satan, and Satan boldly proclaims to the Christ. And he says, you know, if you're, if you're so hungry, tell these rocks to become bread. He could do that if he wanted to. But Jesus knew better, and he knows better. Jesus responds, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. This is powerful stuff. This is important stuff for us to read and to learn and, I guess, as they say, inwardly digest, to know, and to believe. Because I am here to tell you this morning that if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for you. That when times of conflict and trial and temptation and suffering happen, turn to him. Turn to him in his word, which is where he speaks to us, which is the way for which the Heavenly Father communicates with us. And leading up to this exposition of Psalm 142, Luther leaves the reader with this great thought. He says he must thank God diligently for deeming him worthy of such a visitation, a visitation of suffering, trial, of which many thousands of people remain deprived. It would neither be good nor useful for man to know what great blessings lie hidden under such trials. Some have wanted to fathom this, and have thereby done much, and have thereby done themselves much harm. Therefore, we should willingly endure the hand of God in this and in all suffering. Do not be worried. Indeed, he says, such a trial is the very best sign of God's grace and love for man. So yes, what he actually said was when you are going through trials of different kinds, health concerns, health concerns for a loved one, death in your family, the loss of a job, broken relationships, whatever the case is, consider it as grace and mercy from God. Now, I know what some of you are probably thinking. Pastor Jake, you're full of it. There, there is no way. That makes absolutely zero sense. And you're right. It makes absolutely zero sense. Why would the death of a loved one be considered as grace and mercy from God? Why would bad news from the doctor be considered as grace and mercy from God? It doesn't make any sense at all. Until, of course, we look further in to God's word to, to discover the answer. That this is from Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Paul writes this. Therefore, since we have been justified through him, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. 
And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Verse 3, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given to us. See, that's how the trials and the temptations and the sufferings and the pain that we experience and endure in this world, that's how God uses it for grace and mercy. Because suffering produces perseverance. And it produces hope. We talked a little bit about this in the adult Bible class this morning. Scripture is full of so many different incidents in which God is either chastising his people or sends suffering and calamity upon them. Think of it like this. If God stops doing that, it means that he no longer cares. If that stops, he no longer cares. Why? Because, well, Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Why? Because suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. We call this process sanctification. God is making you more and more holy, more and more set apart for his purposes. So when the next trial comes, and there will be more, when the next trial comes, you will have learned to go here. You will have learned to look to him. And guess what? If you didn't learn your lesson the first time, or the second time, or the third time, he'll keep doing it until you learn. Look here. Look to me. Rely on me for relief. Rely on me for peace. Rely on me when you find yourself in trouble. Place, let us place our confidence in these words from Jesus. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Many of us and I have said this too, we sort of, whenever, thing, whenever bad things happen, we, we sort of default to something that sounds like, well, everything happens for a reason, right? Luther, to that statement, Luther would say this, don't concern yourself with the reasons or the blessings, because you know what? It wouldn't do you any good anyway, even if you knew. It wouldn't do you any good. And it's not very useful anyway. Rather, place your confidence in these words from Jesus. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I am molding you. I am shaping you to be my child, made in my image. And so let's look at this. Let's look at this psalm. Psalm 142, verses 1 Oops, verses 1 through the first part of verse 3. David writes, I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before Him. Before Him I tell my trouble. 
When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who know my way. Why is it to the Lord that David cries aloud? Why is it to the Lord that David pours out his complaints and his heart? Because he knows that he's listening. Because he knows that he is his heavenly Father. Because he knows that in times past that the Lord has delivered him before. It harkens back to those wonderful words from the Apostle Peter. Upon which, um, uh, upon which he says, Lord, to whom shall we go? It is you that have the words of everlasting life. God does have concern about us, and he is concerned about what happens to us. The next part of that, in the path where I walk, men have hidden a snare for me. You see, Satan does this by making us doubt our faith. I have said this before, but it bears repeating. He never sleeps. He never stops. The moment that you wake up, he is there waiting for you, waiting to tempt you, waiting to try to throw you off of the straight and narrow path. It is he who lays these snares for you. It is he that wants us to doubt our faith and to doubt God's presence in our lives. It comes from him. And so what do we do? We give these doubts to God. And we pray to Him. Sometimes your prayer might sound like, and I know that sometimes my prayers sound like this, Lord, my faith right now is about as small as a mustard seed. Help me believe. Help my unbelief. Take it to the Lord. Because he knows what our course is and what our course will be. Next, David writes, Look to my right and see, no one is concerned about me. Luther translates this verse like this. He says, There is no one who wants to know me. Yet another one of Satan's tricks to make us think that we do not belong in the company of the saved. Not you. Not you who thought this. Not you who has done this. Not you who continues to do this. Not you who hasn't been in church in over a year. Not you. That's a lie, folks. It's a lie straight from the pit of hell itself. You are in the company of the saved. The death of Jesus on his cross has made it so. There is nothing that can separate you. Romans says there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then Paul goes through and he lists off all of these different things. Long story short, there is nothing that can separate you. Not a single thing. Yes, even that thing that you're thinking of right now, no. Even that, there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God that is found in Jesus. Moving on, David says, I have no refuge. David is caught in his fear. He doesn't see any 
escape, another one of Satan's ploys. He will try to make you think that there is nothing that you can do. There is no way to get out of this. Going on further, no one cares for my life. Sometimes our souls can think this. Sometimes our souls can feel this. That nobody really cares. That nobody really understands. And nobody really wants to care. Nobody really wants to understand. This is one of the reasons why we come to church. Who hears the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed whenever we recite it on Sundays? You do. And you do, and you do, and you do, and you do, and you folks up there do, and the people on the radio do, and I do. It's mutual encouragement. It is a mutual uplifting of the faith. There are many who care about your life. There are many who care about what happens to you. David goes on, he says, I cry to you, O Lord, since no one else or nothing else seems to care or to comfort. Again, hearkening back to verses 1 through 3 of this same psalm, why does he turn to the Father? Because he knows that he is listening. He knows that he cares. He knows that he has, has the hairs of his head numbered. He knows, just like the psalm last week, he knows, the, uh, he knows his inner parts, he knows his inmost being, no matter where he goes, up or down, east or west, the Lord is there. He says, I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Everything is telling David to just give up. Just give it up. A similar thing happened to Job. Job had all of these really terrible things happen to him. And, by, and I'm not just saying that flippantly. His life was a mess. He lost everything. He lost his family. He lost everything. He was getting boils and sores on his skin. If you think you've had a bad day, go read Job. You'll feel a lot better. It got so bad, and it got to the point that his own wife said to him these words, curse God and die. You're done. His own wife said that. When everything is telling us to just give up, look to God in faith. Even if your faith at that time is as small as a mustard seed, pray to him. Look to him. Read the Psalms. Read his word. Look to the word, look to him for comfort. He says, too, listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison. Perhaps we have thought these words to ourselves before. Lord, make it all stop. Make it end. Take me out of the fear and the terror, Lord, that is holding me captive. If you are ever going through one of those moments, perhaps you are going through one of those times or seasons in your life right now, look to this psalm, look to these words, and it's okay if it's somebody else's word, the prayer still counts. Use these words when you have none. Moving on, that I may praise your name, then the righteous will gather about me. The righteous, those that, we are, gathered, those that are gathered here this morning. 
They are giving thanks to God with me, my brothers and sisters. And finally, because of your goodness to me. It bears repeating. It is vital that all of us together as a body of Christ, folks, folks, let me be really, really clear about this. If we are just coming here on Sunday mornings and then we leave and then we live our separate lives and that's it, we're not doing it right. I'm just telling you. We are here to encourage one another. We are a body of Christ. The reason why church exists is to not have a building. The reason why church exists is so that we can be a mutual encouragement to pray for one another, to bear up one another's burdens. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. And it is through that, it is through our mutual encouragement, our mutual prayer for one another, our mutual confession of faith, that God gives us relief and comfort in our time of need, and he defends us against all evil. Luther closes his devotion with this thought for his readers. He says, never doubt, never doubt, the promise of the true and faithful God he promised to hear us. Yes, he commanded us to pray for the very reason that we might know and firmly believe that our petition will be heard. This is so hard for us who are not in Jesus' physical presence for us to understand, I think. It's sometimes hard for us, and Satan throws these doubts into our minds that God is not really hearing us, that he's not really listening to us, and when we don't see immediate results, then we just think, oh, well, pfft. he doesn't care. But he does. And he is listening. He is concerned for you. He does love you more than anything or anyone else in all of creation. So that we might know and firmly believe that our petition will be heard. It was he who said this in Matthew chapter 21, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And also this from Luke chapter 11. Jesus says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. No matter what the temptation or the suffering or the trial or the pain that you are going through or will go through, Remember two things. A, we have a great high priest who has, who has already experienced that, has already experienced your pain and your trials and your sufferings. And number two, remember, always remember, if you forget it, call me up and I will be glad to tell you that all of your pain and your sufferings and your trials, they were crucified with Jesus on his cross. Take comfort that by God's grace, he who saw his own son through his suffering, he will see you through your suffering and your trials and your temptations as well. Thanks be to God that he is the God of the heavens, that he is the God of the cosmos, 
that he is a big enough God, that he is the big enough God that he cares about all of us individually as well as collectively. And thanks be to God that he gives us one another in this body of Christ to support and encourage and to pray and to bear with one another these griefs and these burdens and these pains. Remember that Jesus has already experienced it. Remember that Jesus has crucified it with him on his cross. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. Let us listen to these words, hear it with our own ears as we say it to one another, as we confess it before God. The words of our faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, God the, the Father, Father Almighty, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Spirit born of the Virgin, of the Virgin Mary, Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. It is at this time that we will gather our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time to uh, fill out the slip of paper that is, is a tear-off on the back of your bulletin. Remember that families only need to fill out one per family. Uh, and when you, you are done, just send them to the inside aisles. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, and baptizing and sharing of love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Trinity's Children's Sunday School and Adult Bibles classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the school. A men's Bible study meets 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several lady Bible studies meets during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is Meeting the Millennials, Where They're At. Guest speaker Rev. Dr. Dale A. Myers will be the speaker.
The 8th grade class of Trinity Lutheran School will be hosting a class fundraiser on Sunday, February the 4th at Trinity Lutheran School in Freistadt. A chili cook-off will be held with the 8th graders voting on the winner. Chili can be dropped off from 8.45 to 10.45 a.m. Chili will be available to the public for tasting from 12 to 1. The winner will be announced at 1 p.m. There will be a live dessert auction at that time. All proceeds will benefit the 2018 graduating class. Join us for this family-friendly event. We now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion. prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we certainly want to remember. First, for those on our health list, from Ella McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Ella Clybaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan and Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Jeannie Stoltz, Marjean Clanton, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Herschel Worm, and Judy Late and Judy Lady. Also, for a couple of uh, couples that are celebrating wedding anniversaries, for Walter and Cheryl Brown, who will celebrate 44 years of marriage on January the 26th, and also for Wayne and Helen Fritz, celebrating 60 years of marriage on January the 26th. And with that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. May we turn to it during times of trouble, hardship, joy, and peace. Thank you that you graciously speak to us through your word, telling us of your loving kindness for us. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, your son once called Andrew and Peter, James and John to follow him with the promise that he would make them fishers of men. Grant to your baptized the faith so to hear and heed the Savior's call, that through following Christ the Holy Spirit would draw many into the Savior's net and rescued them and rescued them from everlasting death. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, you are high above all nations, and your glory is above the heavens. Look in mercy upon the nation in which we live. Grant to those trusted with civil, uh, with civil authority courage and kindness, wisdom and integrity. We beg of you for your protection, especially for those among us who are most helpless. Lord, in your mercy. Kind Father, the words of St. Paul seem more true to us today than ever before. 
we know and can see that the world in its present form is passing away. Protect all of your families from fear in these gray and latter days, and fill them with great hope in what never passes away, which are your faithful promises in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, into your merciful hands we commend all who are suffering in any way, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray especially, Lord, for those who are on our health list, and for all those, Lord, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, give them your hand of healing and defend them in your chosen time and manner, giving them faith to trust you. Lord, in your mercy. Our Father in heaven, we praise you also for the gift of education, and we pray that you bless those who teach and those who learn during this week in our school. We praise you for our teachers and directors of Christian education who are equipped to assist parents in nourishing their families in faith and preparing them for life in this world. Bless us as we welcome this week many of our loved ones to see and to learn where we, to, to see where we learn and where we play. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. Especially, Lord, for Walt and Cheryl upon celebrating their 44th anniversary. Also for Wayne and Helen upon celebrating their 60th anniversary. We pray to you that by your Spirit that you would help them to remain faithful to one another and also, Lord, to the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for one another and especially their love for you. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, as we gather around the table of your Son to feast upon his very body and blood, grant us faith to welcome him with joy and receive with thanksgiving forgiveness and all of the blessings he freely gives us as his fellow heirs. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places. Give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, for what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. With thine Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
the congregation will now sing By Grace I'm Saved, number 566 in the Lutheran Service Book.
Our next hymn will be Have No Fear, Little Flock, number 735 in the Lutheran Service Book.
And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and his joy. Amen. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. It's been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane.
very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors that were here today. We're very glad that you were here to worship with us. Thanks again to the children for singing. Uh, it was just a, a wonderful reminder for us, and what a great way for us to hear that. Um, I pray that you all would have a very, very blessed week. <laughs> 